bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacies. Live in Word with Pastor Mensah Otterville. And now, today's word. The children of Israel were told to go to the promised land. And God told them the promised land was given to them. Before they got there, Moses sent 12 spies to go and spy out the land. They came back. Ten of the spies says, the land we went in was great, but the people were giants. They labeled what was presented to them. Giants. When you call your problem a giant problem, you will feel like a dwarf. And so they said, and we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And so were we before them. If you label yourself a grasshopper, every problem will look like a giant. Forty years later, two spies were sent by Joshua to the same place. And these people whom Israel said were giants said to the two spies, 40 years ago we heard of you and we were scared of you. We were afraid of you. As a result, we built walls and we've been locking our doors for 40 years because we heard about you coming out from the Red Sea and what God had done for you and we were afraid. Now, the people you call giants were afraid of you. But because you label them giants, you feel like a grasshopper. What do you call the things that come your way? Things will come your way. Oh, there will be problems. There will be challenges. There will be difficulties. You'll be born into situations. You will live in situations. You'll go through all kinds of things in this life. Life will present its own set of challenges. But for each one of them, you have to name them. Joshua named the people that the ten spies called giant. Joshua said, they are meat for us. One group says they are giants. The other says they are meat. Their attitude will be different. If they are giants, you're going to run. If they are meat, you go and take it and eat it. You have to choose how you label your life. I'm a poor man's son. You know, our family... There's difficulty. Nobody rises in our family. And, and, and all kinds of negative labels you've put on yourself. God didn't create you that way. You, you chose it. And if you want to label yourself that way, go ahead. It's a free world. But remember, that label is going to stick on you. You know, many, many of us, the battles we are fighting is not with the real issues of life. It is the label we have put on ourselves. You have a choice. You have a choice. There may be times you don't have money. There may be times when you don't feel well in your body. But the Bible said, let the weak say, I am strong. It didn't say, let the weak say, I'm weak. Oh, no. Let the poor say, I am rich. Why? Because the label you put on yourself will stick on you. You have a choice as to how you name the things that come your way. You have to label your life situations right. God said to Adam, whatever you call it, that's how it is. I created it. I brought it to you. You determine how you want to call it. If you want to call yourself an orphan, that's your problem. If you want to call yourself incapable, that's your problem. If you want to call yourself weak, 
That's your, that's your choice. But remember, the label will stick. It will stick. The script you accept as your role will determine how you act in life. It's very important. A character in William Shakespeare's play, As You Like It, was the one who utters, uttered these words, all the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances, and one man in his time plays many parts. That's what William Shakespeare said, and there is some truth in that. If it is so, all the life we're living is a stage and we're playing parts, then you have to choose which part you play. Because the part you play will determine how you behave. The other time I, I saw a movie of a, a, this gentleman called William Caviezel, and uh, he was acting in a play, uh, no, Jim Caviezel. And, and Jim Caviezel was uh, acting like a crook. And it bothered me. It bothered me. I couldn't handle it. He said, who is Jim Caviezel? Well, he's the guy who played Christ in the Passion of the Christ. So I look at him and say, this guy is the son of God. Why is he a crook here? It's a script. Somebody gave him a script that says, today you are the son of God. You behave like a son of God. The next time somebody else gave him a script and says, you are a crook. He's a crook. In life, you play the role based on the script you decide to act out of. What script are you acting of, out of? Whose script are you acting? Is it your father's script? Is it your teacher's script? Is it your mother's script? Is it your tribal script? You have a choice, a label you want to receive. You can receive that script and say, thank you, family. Thank you, tribe, but no thanks. And you can go to God, the chief producer, and say, God, give me my original script. And in that original script, you are the head and not the tail. You are above only. You are blessed. You are not cursed. You have to choose the right script. Just look at, that, at your life. Whose script have you been acting? Your father didn't hand you a good script. He decided not to take you to school. That's a script. But you have to get a new script and educate yourself. Whatever label you accept for yourself will stick. And it's a choice. You have a choice what you feed on. You have a choice how you label things. If every problem you face, you, you say, I'm dead. I'm finished. I will survive. This will kill me. Oh. This will kill me. Oh. This will kill me. Oh. And sometimes you talk to people and they say, I'm being honest. I said, where is the honesty? Who told you that this problem is supposed to kill you? It has come. But in the Bible, when things come, there is another phrase in the Bible that says, and it came to pass. It came to pass. It didn't come to stay. So if you decide you're going to let it kill you, that's your choice. That's your choice. But I'm not going to label things that way for my life. And you have a choice. Tell somebody you have a choice. You have a choice in this matter. It's not by force. You have a choice. 
two big choices. First, what you feed on. Secondly, how you label and name things. These are two important choices. Those, those are the first choices Adam had to make. What to eat, how to call the things that comes his way. And the third important choice, the big one, is whom you choose to welcome into your life. It's a choice. Whom you choose to welcome into your life. Many people will be presented to you in life. You have a choice as to the depth or level of your relationship you want to have with them. Genesis chapter 2, verse 21 to 23. And we read, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. That's God's job. Brought her to the man. Verse 23, and Adam said, this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. You choose whom you welcome into your life. It's an important choice. You choose whom you want to welcome into your life. A spouse, friends, colleagues, acquaintances. There are some people you can't package with. Your parents and your siblings and some relatives. But even them, you can choose what level of relationship you want to have with them subsequently. Because if you are like Joseph and all your brothers want you, you have to choose how to relate to your brothers. You have to understand that people enter your life with all that they are, good and bad. People are a package. They come into your life with their strengths and their weaknesses. And since no one is perfect, you can be sure that no perfect person will come into your life. However, some people will come into your life with so much negativity that they can disrupt the rhythm of your life. You always have to remember that friendship is not by force. Friendship is not by force. You are going to be presented with people and you are going to decide whether you say this is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh or you say thank you Lord for presenting him but I don't want him in my life. You choose the people who come into your life. The people who are in your life have a profound impact on your life. Believe you me. They have a profound impact on your life. Because the people in your life are the gatekeepers to your wisdom, to your moods, and to your actions. They act as your filters. After you've thought through an issue, you will normally talk to someone about it. Because each one of us as human beings have, have something in us that wants permission for us to act. We always look for permission. So, if you're making a decision, I would think it through myself, and I'm sure each one of us does that. You think it through, and then you come to some concept or some conclusion that this is what I want to do. But normally, normally, you would talk to somebody about it. Now, why do you talk to the person about it? Because we, you want somebody to give you permission to do it. 
So the people around you are the, your gatekeepers. They decide the kind of wisdom you operate with and the kind of wisdom you don't have access to. So let's say, for example, somebody has done something against you. You know, let, let's say, I mean, just let me use this example. Maybe you are a wife and uh, news gets to you that your husband is dating another lady. And you think it through in your mind. And as you're thinking it through, you are getting angry, which is normal. And so all kinds of measures are developing in your mind, including go and see the lady, go match to her before she talks, give her three slap, bang, bang, bang. You know, you, all these things are going through your mind. So out of anger, you say, I'm going to face her and I'm going to slap her. Now, you haven't verified, you haven't really determined whether the rumor is true or not, but you've determined your course of action. Normally, you would talk to somebody. If the person is a violent person, you say, yes, let us go. <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's your wisdom. That's your wisdom. That's your wisdom because that's the person you're surrounded around you and an angry, vindictive person violent person so they said let us go so you go and do the slapping and maybe later you find out it wasn't true now if on the other hand you had a more spiritually minded mature person the person would say cool down let me go and find this out and then let me talk to your husband about it now that person's approach would determine what you do and the consequences will follow later. I'm not going to talk about it. But what I'm saying basically is the people you allow in your life will determine what you feel permitted to do. If everybody around you, if you're a man and all the men around you are womanizing, you will feel permitted to womanize. If everybody around you is a thief, you will feel permitted to steal. Because human beings are always looking for permission. And the group you are in are your permitters. So you have to choose whom you bring into your life and whom you keep at the door. It's a big choice. You have to do a friendship audit, a relationship audit, and choose. There are some people in your life you know that they're too temperamental. You have to keep them at a certain distance because you know you are also temperamental. And the two of you are not a good mix. You know you are suspicious. The other person is also suspicious. You know that it's not a good mix. So if you go and tell the person, hey, this woman, she's a witch. You know your friend will say, I saw it in a vision. <laughs> so that, that, that's what you're going to get. Oh, I saw it. Yeah, she's a witch. At that time, you have solidified your decision, you've decided. However, if you talk to another person who said, do you really think so? Why do you think so? And start to really reason with you, you may moderate your opinion. The third big choice is you choose the people you welcome into your life. These are the big choices we have to make. I'm not talking about what shoes to wear, whether to red, blue, or green. If you want to wear a green shoe, that's God bless you. 
but I'm talking about what you feed on, how you call the things that come your way, the label you put on things, and the kind of people you welcome into your life. These are the three big choices we have to make. And in conclusion, let me say this. That we live the lives we choose. We live the life we choose. You see, but I haven't made a choice. That's a choice. Maybe somebody made a choice for you. Maybe your parents made it for you. If you didn't change it, you've chosen it. Whatever has happened to you right now, you have a choice in it. Don't blame people. It's you. It's your choices or lack of choices. Secondly, our choices have consequences, especially in these three big areas. What we choose to feed on, how we label things, and the people we welcome into our lives. And thirdly, and this is most serious, is that our choices can have transgenerational consequences especially in these three areas. Something we do today can continue to have an effect for a thousand years from now, good or bad. So ask yourself these important questions. What am I feeding on? Is this the right diet? Is this the kind of words I should be listening to every day? This is how I should build my mind. What am I feeding on? If you don't like it, change it. Change your diet. Go for the right words to feed on. Ask yourself, how do I label the things around me? Everything, I, I make everything look like a big problem, impossibility, nothing can happen, everything is impossible. As for this, is too hard. As for this, I can't do it. As for this, is too hard. If that's how you label life, then every little problem will seem like an impossibility to you. Problems you can solve will be left unsolved. How do you label? And the third thing you have to ask yourself, who are the people in my life? Are they helping me? Should I have to do some shift? Should I move some people out and bring other people in? Who are the people in my life? How do they affect my moods? How do they affect my wisdom? Do they bring the worst in me or the best in me? Did they aggravate me or do they help me to sober down? That's a choice. In these three areas, you have a choice. And these are the three first important decisions that confronted Adam. And these are the three important decisions that will confront you for the rest of your life. Take time, think through them, ponder them, and make the right choices. God bless you.